0: Marcus Lambert is an entrepreneurial CTO and software architect for Oma Bono, the digital agency for business brands. He measures success by delivering exactly what the user needs wrapped in a compelling UX on time and on budget. Welcome, Marcus. Hi, thanks. So you say that most agency business continuity plans are not fit for purpose. Many of us have plans for fire or emer- a fire emergency or moving office uh, to another part of the city, but we're not prepared for something like this explain
1: yeah i i think we we went through this process um uh, looking at our bcp um i i think it's um I think, I think this is like a new situation that um, that people hadn't considered, really. Uh, I think, as they say, we had looked at our BCP for things like, um, you know, an emergency such as a fire or a terrorist attack, and we're having to move people to uh, a different location, et cetera, or, you know, maybe a flood or something. But we really hadn't looked at, you know, kind of a, this kind of slow-moving pandemic and this kind of isolation and lockdown, um, and, you know, like going fully remote. Um, It it, it hadn't really occurred to us. Uh, um, And so, you know, we had to relook at our BCP. And I'm sure most agencies and most organizations, you know, will periodically look at their BCP. uh, But, you know, this is a a scenario that is quite exceptional, Mm. um, you know, wouldn't you think?
0: And you're having to do that really quick and an on on a <laughs> unprecedented sort of timescale. Most businesses have been forced into looking at this and turning something around in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. Um, how how have your business continuity plans changed as a result of the pandemic?
1: Yes. So once we once we kind of realized this was
0: um this was you know this was a, a kind of a moving
1: situation and was getting in escalating we you know we 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 pulled a meeting together and 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 looked at our continuity plan um and we quite early on realized that we're probably going to have to go fully remote um you know at most out we uh, m- uh, we we're lucky in some respects because quite a lot of our employees Uh, already have all the equipment at home, like laptops, et cetera, and are used to you working with clients around the world um, remotely. So we have, like, you know, video conferencing in place. Um, You know, we have, you know, we run Microsoft Teams, et cetera, and we have been doing for many years. So we already had all the kind of a lot of the tools in place. We probably didn't have any procedures. And, you know, some of the kind of like kind of gotchas that happen is that, you know, once you make a decision that everyone's going to work remotely, it's like, you know, do their do their office setups you know their mm. environments they work from at home are they are they good enough to do so for a long period of time because we were used to use doing it like ad hoc for sure, a few days for a day but, or two you know, right yeah but you know people are working from maybe you know like, like their kitchen table on a very uncomfortable chair and a very small apartment mm. and you know they're used to working in the office with a you know an ergonomic chair sure. and you know the, the you know the right monitors etc right. so um, once we realized, um, that we would be fully remote, it was really making sure that everybody had, um, one was able to do so with things like they had, did they have the correct internet access? Mm. Uh, did they have the right kit at home? Um, and this was all before the kind of lockdown. Um, mm. so we, we kind of put that plan in place, um, and ran some tests. So we ran some scenarios where we, um, say we 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 asked London to work from home for a couple of days hmm. and so it'd make everyone realize what they were missing from their desk you know was it the mouse was it their nice keyboard right. their wall okay. comp etc
0: makes so, sense
1: yeah so they then had a chance to come back in um and pick all pick all that up um and take it home to make their environments better at home um and then and then we quickly um because we have an office in Cambridge and one in Chicago and, uh, and one in London Um, Similar situations are happening in Chicago, we quickly moved, we we thought we might take a week or two to try and get everyone to do a test in each of the offices and then then fully go remote, but we were kind of, we kind of escalated that after the first couple of tests, we thought, right, we're going to go fully remote now. Um, And like within three days, we Mm -hmm. pushed everyone remote because the first test went so well. and, you know, we were monitoring things like Teams and emails and, and your communications to make sure everything was working well. Um, and it was. Um, so we went
0: very quickly to fully remote um, and
1: and essentially shut down the offices. It
0: makes sense. So now that you're fully remote, Ombono is a team of 100 people um, across the world, as you said. How, how difficult, how challenging has that been working with a fully remote team of 100 people, Um, both from the point of view of productivity, uh, still delivering on client work, keeping motivation and morale high. Yeah, talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think, you know i think clearly people are going through a bit of a like a hype cycle kind of curve of like kind of too many video calls and, you know and you know spending a lot of time um on video calls when they should be working and i think we've kind of gone through that you know and it's certainly in the first week everyone thinks it's novel it's fun mm. um you know you can see on the second week you know it, you know it, it's Starting less to fun. wane it <laughs> <Yeah>, starts <laughs> to wane yeah right. Um, but, um, I, I think you've kind of got a, you know, we're lucky and I'm sure most agencies are, there's always this kind of strong element of fun and community. I mean, that's why people work for agencies, you, mm. you know, it's, it, they're fun places to work. Um, and, and we'd really taken that kind of, uh, you know, on a bono being fun into the kind of you know online meetings so we run on fridays you know there's a lot of community around um you know we run quizzes and fun games and people are finding interesting ways to um kind of you know uh kind of do that social interaction um and you know feel more of a community you know typically most ages maybe had friday drinks you know mm. uh, or trolley drinks but you know it's like how do you do that digitally and you know People are doing it in very creative ways, uh, with you know things like quizzes or playing board games online, um, you know, essentially just having fun with it. Um, and it's worked really well for us. Um, you know, it, it, it and really pushing that onto platforms like you know, like Teams and chat or Slack, etc. You mm. know, it can be done. Um, uh, and and yeah, I, I think we're doing really well at the moment. The community aspect, uh, for us seems to be thriving. Um, and and you know a lot of a lot of those kind of face to face elements of alma bono are being brought into kind of this kind of virtual in you know into chat or into video hmm. every
0: day. Super fascinating. So your role as CTO now, I imagine that your role in remit has sort of changed and flexed as sort of the weeks have, have rolled on. Um, uh, and I imagine that you possibly use an outsource uh, sort of IT provider to manage most of your uh, team's IT sort of support needs. But talk a little bit about how your role and your remit has sort of changed over the last few weeks. I mean, what does your a typical day look like now for you?
1: Yeah. So I I think I think my role probably has changed um, a little bit. Um, I'm probably looking at slightly more operationals with um, uh, with um, my um, CEO, because we, we want to we want to keep a pulse on the business about what's you know things like are the systems performing um you know how people are using them are there any problems blockages etc which you know I think typically in the past in the office those things were kind of done things you know people rang the help desk and logged their tickets um, whereas now I'm we're probably taking a slightly more proactive stance of like actually monitoring it to you see it more real time to understand how people are, you know, are they having problems, how people are using it. Just try and capture anything that, that could flare up early and, and, you know, nip it in the bud rather than relying, you know, on, you know, our outsource IT or probably doing it for, you know, you know 10 other, 15 other companies um, as well. Um, so my role probably has shifted um, to look at, uh, you know, proactively look at things more operationally around the systems and monitor them slightly um, as well as doing all the client
0: stuff, um, if, you, know, you know, doing architectures for clients and those kind of things. So. Mm, okay. Talking about, Clients. I mean, you're you're a B two B agency. Um, you've got B two B salespeople that are used to selling in a sort of a more traditional way, face to face meetings, events, um, and getting real face time with with clients. Obviously, that's not possible now in this environment. Talk about how how you're thinking about sales and marketing and sort of new business at, at this point, because I imagine that it must be quite challenging for your for your B two B sales team.
1: Yeah, um, it, it certainly has changed. You know that, as you say, the face-to-face interaction, um, it, you know, it has disappeared. Um, We've we found that most people are quite receptive. Um, you know, to be approached over email at the moment. Um, I, it could be the fact that people are working remotely and maybe you know are are, are online more um than they would normally be rather than you know working walking you know in an office building between you know meeting a meeting etc people are sat in front of their screens a lot more so mm-hmm. are willing to reply to emails more um and you know you know i think you know we we've gone you know out We're obviously very empathetic. So we're asking how people are, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, everyone is in the kind of same boat together Mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, probably all feeling a bit lonely and slightly scared Mm -hmm. um, about the whole situation. So kind of reassuring everybody, you know, that, you know, business still goes on and Mm -hmm. there is a bit of normality is probably reassuring Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So reaching out um, really via email and other channels and, you know, picking up the phone um, and actually speaking to people um, is you, you know, in in the in the kind of you know within this lockdown environment, if that's all you can do, is you know I think is reassuring to everybody, even if it's just to say hi. You know, you're still safe. Um, you know, it's the only thing I can do um, because people probably are worried about their jobs and mm. and you know what's going to happen sure. next week or in the next couple of sure. days. Well, tomorrow. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really being a human being yeah. um, and you know bringing your whole heart to it. Um, really, there's the key to it. Um, how to kind of you know, keep business going at the moment. Sure. Um, you know, I think um, you know there are you know there are these kind of set plays. Maybe as an agency, you know, you know we would normally have things like um, you, you you know we would have meetings face to face where we would you know things like pitches or workshops et cetera. They've all got they've all had to change. Um, uh, you know, like kind of the work um, has had to, had to change because you can't be in the room with people.
0: We'll talk about talk about that a little bit more, because in the pre-interview, we discussed how pitches and presentations and workshops have to add a little bit more. We have to add a little bit more theater to them these days because they're being done remotely. Um, and obviously with with budgets now moving more and more towards digital because more people more, most people are at home. How how are we having to spruce up presentations and pitches to add a little bit more? theater and creativity and and fun to them in a way that sort of engages uh, prospects through in a digital environment
1: yeah i think um I, I think you know naturally it's had to change you know on the workshop situation i think you know you've lost the ability now to really kind of um you know do loads of post-it notes and those kind of workshops sure. on the wall in the office you know so you've kind of got to take that virtually so things like um whiteboarding technology um you know we work we use a, ver- a number of platforms um you know to kind of bring that kind of interactive element back into workshops um and sometimes it's about how you how you structure the workshop now is very differently um you know you for example you maybe had gone you know do an hour and a half session you know um you know like start to finish you know all the way through in an intensive workshop Mm. whereas now I think you need to kind of add maybe slightly more breaks get people you know kind of step away from it um because they're in front of their screen now and you know an hour and a half in front of your screen is quite
0: yeah
1: it's quite intense intense, you know (laughs) um so I think if you need to kind of factor some of these things in you know to get people allow people to have breaks um or, you know, have like a, you know, have an, have an interval essentially, um, Mm. that, that takes people away. Um, and it's also get the interactivity in there. Um, so you can't just do death by, you know, PowerPoint anymore, Mm. you know, on, you know, within a, on a video conference, you can't just take what you did in the room and just put it straight into a meeting. I think you've got to break it up and maybe do things like polls and try and get people mm. to do like kind of more digital interactivity inside it, which they would have naturally done in the room. If you read the room, you know, they mm. would have, you know, asked you questions, um, you know, as you went along where it's, that's much harder because of the latency within video conferencing, um, uh you 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 kind of may want to have you know pauses to allow people to have questions do Q&A um you know run a chat alongside your um your slideshow run you know things like yeah do whiteboarding um you know bring in polls so you've got to think slightly more creativity cr- creatively around how you bring that theater together
0: hmm.
1: um you know on the pitching side um i think um you know when you're trying to win business that's that that's even you you kind of you know that that's even harder in some respects because mm. um you know you, you haven't got that kind of that kind of tenseness of no, like you know you, you can't read the side, room in the and... same
0: way you can't, no, you can't read body language and emotion not at all
1: no you, you can't and i think i think that's um I, I think we're 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 learning that process um but you know there are techniques that people can do um, i know some companies are sending things, you know, their mail rooms are actually sending um, uh, sending like kind of uh, their, their their mail to their actual employees. So there may be a way where you can do, you know, use things like, uh, you know, like kind of uh, send things ahead of time for the pitch or something to do, maybe do like an unboxing or something. You know, I think you've you've got to mm. think creative ways to kind of get your message across mm. Um um you know, if you are pitching at the moment um you know we 're certainly doing a lot of workshops um online um and and I think we 're getting very slick at like doing virtual whiteboarding and hmm. you know changing the way we do um our workshops to uh, to account for being you know remote um etc but you know there are some advantages you know as well in the sense of you can have more people in the workshop sure you know, you might, you know, you know there's you know and and same with pitching I, i'm guessing on the client side maybe you could have more people listening to the pitch sure. because you know it used to be this oh we can't fit more people in the room or you sure. know maybe there's physical things that right. stopped the amount of people or, or you can record the pitch you know you just it's a click of a button nowadays you know from a client side maybe just clicking the record you know the you know i not too
0: many people will physically record a pitch sure but now they can just hit yeah. the record you know? and share it with people so that they yeah. can yeah. watch it in their own times. Yeah, that's that makes yeah. a, a huge amount of sense. So there and, are
1: probably are some advantages, um, you know, you know that, that allow it to be asynchronous. Yeah. Um, you know, take it off a recording for later or or replay it, etc. So there are probably some advantages to the clients for doing that. And same with uh, with workshops. You know, there's you know if you're like secondary stakeholders, etc. You mm. can you can watch the videos
0: afterwards and get up to speed on them. Mm. Well, all of this has definitely accelerated the digital transformation within most businesses um, and it's, it's forced us to transform our businesses digitally I think a lot of businesses prior to this were maybe on the fence and maybe dipping their toe in the water but the the pace of, of which we've had to become familiar with these uh, digital tools and sort of transform our businesses entirely is really taken a lot of people by by storm and and um, uh, so maybe talk a little bit about how the pace of digital transformation has sort of accelerated and how COVID-19 has forced us to become a, truly, a digi- <laughs> you know, a digitally yeah. uh, enabled businesses.
1: Yeah I think there was this uh and I said in the pre-interview I thought I saw this kind of uh, snippet on Twitter the other day that said like who's driving your digital transformation it said you're you know your CEO A or B your CIO mm-hmm. or, or 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 C COVID-19 you know it is a bit <laughs> right. of a joke Interesting. but um you know, I think it kind of summed things up. Is that I think everybody, you know, you, you know, there are these great stories about people moving six, sixty thousand people into Microsoft Teams in a matter of days, Amazing. when you know something like that would take months. Um, and because people have had to do it, so people are moving mountains to do these things. Um, and so I think. This has really accelerated a lot of digital transformation programs, you know, certainly around things like remote working, um, like overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it will leave, you know, because people have done such a long period of time remotely, I think it will leave like a, 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 a you know, a long legacy um, and it will change the way we do business. Um you know i can a lot of people in marketing uh you know used to have like the traditional face-to-face conference you know trade shows i think that 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 space is going to change mm. um we saw a lot of clients you know have their conferences cancelled and have to do something virtually um you know do a virtual conference and and they probably found it actually it wasn't that bad and mm. you know they will then go look at the you know the costs and go well we could run maybe four of these instead of one big one mm. you know people may see the world slightly dif- different um you know coming out of this um i think everyone's got used to using you know web conferencing technology and so you know i i, I in my back of my mind is that people are going to look at like office space in a different way i'm mm. sure they will um, you know do you need the big office space you know, is everyone comfortable nowadays that everyone will get on with their jobs at home? You know, mm. maybe a lot of CEOs, etc., were worried about, you know, everybody needs to be, sure. you know, in the office and gotta see make, you to, to make
0: sure you're working. You
1: know, yeah. Uh, I think that's the that, that bubbles burst now. Mm. Um, so maybe people don't need these kind of extensive office spaces and people do all be together. Maybe they're only brought together at specific times around collaboration that needs to happen together mm. and you know we're we're all comfortable with people working from the home offices um you know maybe you know that's another thing you know people's home offices need to be improved maybe sure. you know um people need to have um you know better internet connections you know uh, that are hardwired like they do at your desk sure. you know to to get the to get the high quality ban- bandwidth to allow them to have hd videos etc um so i think the world is going to change after this mm. um you know, or or we'll be used to, you know, used to, used to things that we're not used to, or we were, you know, slightly used to beforehand, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, things like remote
0: working uh, is definitely going to change things. Yeah. Marcus, last question before I, I let you go, what's the silver lining here? I like to end all of these podcasts on a high note. So what have some of the silver linings been for, for you both personally and professionally, because it hasn't been all doom and gloom. A lot of positives have come out of this
1: yeah I, I think um I, I think the really nice things are in is certainly around on the bonus around the community um aspect i think i think everyone's got to know each other better um you know because you know, maybe because of the remoteness of it is it's made people to actually i, I mean I, I i guess a good a good example is like uh, my parents are saying this week everyone says hello to them when they go out you know when they go on their day's walk um to go walk the dog and do their exercise yeah. People, even though they're socially distinct, actually sure. say hello to them, and I think that's that's kind of that element of that is in right. also in the in the company as well. Um, I think people, are, 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 you know, do feel this common bond um, that we're all in it together, sure. and so are you know are being more human to each other. Mm. So I think. It's brought us together, um, and I think we, we'll be better for it. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's the silver lining. I think we're actually doing better work and working better together. Mm. Um, you know, even we are, even we because we are remote. I think, I think things. You know, I think after this, once we go maybe go back to the office, there, I think we will be better for it. You know, because of that, um, and we'll understand each other a little bit more and, um, and 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 feel a bit more kind of connection with each other. Um, because um, of this kind of shared experience.
0: Hmm. Well said. Marcus Lambert is the CTO for Amabono. Marcus, thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Nathan.
0: In response to the situation, we'll be putting out regular COVID-19 podcast updates to share how world-class agencies And business leaders are responding to these challenges topics will include finance steps agencies should be taking and the latest on government initiatives hr what measures agencies should be putting in place and answering questions on ssp business continuity planning working remotely how to optimize your remote working setup and platforms managing stress and anxiety advice on staying strong for yourself your family and your employees Sales and marketing, how to emerge stronger post-crisis, supporting others and much, much more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.